1: So, 2 Samuel 14, 14. For we will surely die. These are the words of this woman. And she is termed a wise woman. A wise woman. Now, again, let me say it. I've said it many times. Women are very wise. You see this woman say, For we will surely die and become like water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered up again. Yet God does not take away a life. But it devises means. So that his banished ones are not expelled from him. The first part expresses how man values life. That life is just like water spilled on the ground. Man thinks that life is like water that is spilled on the ground. Once you spill it, it's gone. You can't gather it again. That's how man thinks of life. But God thinks of life very differently. He says, God devises means. First of all, he says, yet God does not take away a life. God does not take away a life. He says, God devises means, devises ways, so that his banished ones are not expelled from him. God is always looking for ways and means to bring back those who are lost. Th- those words express the heart of God. And those words also Expressed the heart of David who went after his son Absalom. Though he had done something very bad. His heart was still after him. That he may come back. That he may be reconciled. Now Absalom came back. Absalom came back to Jerusalem. And he was living in the city. And was interacting with everybody. That his heart was not right. So he began to scheme he began to do all kinds of things. He would stand by the gates of the king, and would meet everybody coming to meet the king, and would greet them very well. If anybody wants you know, to prostrate for him, say, "Oh, you no!" Know, in, in honor of him, he will immediately run to them, grab their hands, say, "Oh, don't worry, you know, like, <laughs> oh, we we are friends. Don't don't do that. We are we are buddies." He did that to everybody, so he was able to. Win everybody's heart. He would ask them, what, the, what is it that you are looking for? What is it? You're looking for justice? Don't worry. I will get you justice. You want, you're looking for this? Don't worry. I'll get it for you. Before anybody would come to the king, he would have taken care of them. So he won everybody's heart. He stole the heart of the people, the scripture says. If you look at 2 Samuel 15, 6. 2 Samuel fifteen six, In this manner, Absalom acted toward all Israel." who came to the king for judgment. So, Absalom stole the heart of the men of Israel. This is another time that this son of David will break his heart. Another time, second time, that he will break his heart. But remember, the heart of David is the heart after God. A heart of love, a heart of love, a large heart, a forgiving heart. So, his son Absalom was devising ways and means and conspiring against him. He conspired against him to the extent that the, the father, David, King David, had to run out of Jerusalem on barefooted, barefooted. Nothing on his feet. He was running away from his son. He could have fought his son and won, but he decided to run for his son. Not because he could not fight, but because of the love he had for his son. This is the kind of love that God has for us. This is the kind of love that our Heavenly Father has for us. That even though we don't love Him, He loves us. The scripture says, Why we were yet sinners, why we were His enemies, He reconciled us to Himself. Even though He saw the wickedness in our heart, He still went after us to bring us close to Himself. If we see wickedness in anybody's heart, He will see that they don't love us. We run away from them. That's what we do. May the Lord give us a large heart of love that will love people anyway because the love of God will shield you, will protect you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we see in 2 Samuel 18.5. Now let's, let's see more of the heart of David for his son. This, this is the heart of God for us. The heart of our father for us. The heart of David for his son. 2 Samuel 18:5. Now the king had commanded Joab and Abishai and Hightai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man Absalom. And all the people heard when the king gave all the captains orders concerning Absalom. Deal gently with him, don't kill him. Deal gently. How on earth will any father do that? Their son has lifted his hands against them twice. You don't see an earthly father do that. But David was one of a kind. He had the love of God. May the Lord give us such a love in the name of Jesus. Our father's love. My father's love. So in 2 Samuel eighteen thirty-two, we see even after Joab, the same Joab, the same Joab that helped to bring Absalom back was the one that killed him. The same Joab that helped to bring, you would think that Joab loved Absalom. No, it was for selfish purpose. Sometimes we we say we love somebody. There's a selfish end to it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we see people loving us. There's a selfish end to it. God's love is without such. Amen. Did you hear that? The love of God has no strings attached. No conditions attached. Unconditional love. Joab helped bring Absalom back to Jerusalem. He was the same one that killed him. And when David heard about it, what did he say? In 2 Samuel 18.32. Then the king was deeply moved. Moved for his son. And went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said thus. Oh, my son, Absalom. My son. My son, Absalom. If only I died in your place. Oh, Absalom, my son. My son. Oh, wow. Only the love of God can do that. What a large heart. A son that wanted to kill you. Our son that, you know, has caused griefs, many griefs to you, and you still love him that much. It's only the love of God that can do such a thing, that can make you do such a thing. May the Lord give us such an overwhelming love of his in our lives in the name of Jesus, that we experience such love and are able to express such love. But let me just say this of David. You know, when David committed adultery, and um, the child of adultery was born, what did prophet Nathan say to David? He confronted David, and David confessed and, you know, and repented. And the Lord said to David, the son, the son of yours will die. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife brought to David, and it became healed. David pleaded with the Lord. David pleading with the Lord. Not just pleading, not just praying, fasting. For one day, for two days, for three days, for four days, for five days, for seven days. How many fathers do that? How many fathers do that? How many fathers will wake up in the middle of the night to take care of a child? Mothers will do that. Why? Because of the natural connection. But David, because his heart was after the heart of God, because he possessed the heart of God, He was able to have a strong emotion, a strong feeling, a strong love for his son. The scripture does not even talk about Beersheba, how she felt, what she was doing, whether she felt so badly. No, the scripture talked about David, how he prayed, how he fasted, wanting his son to live. That's a strong feeling. Amen. Genesis 22. From verse 1, now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him, offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now, this is another testimony of God, just as God testified of David, of saying, is a man after my heart. God is testifying of the love of Abraham for his son, Isaac. God says, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. If God says that, that means what? Abraham loved Isaac so very much. Nothing would take Isaac from him. Nothing. He would die for Isaac. Now God is asking Abraham, go and offer Your love. The love of your heart to me. That was a big test. And Abraham offered his love to his heavenly father. And God was not just pleased with that. God was excited about that. And as a result of that obedience, God blessed him. What kind of love do you have? What is it that you love so much that will take the place of God's love? As it is in the world. So... It is even today the house of God is vacant. Jesus will say to Peter, do you love me more than this? Do you love me more than this? Do you really love me? Do you love me more than your fishing? Do you love me more than the fish? Do you love me more than money? Do you love me more than work? Do you love me more than your wife? Do you love me more than your husband? Do you love me more than money? Do you love me more than these things? Because uh, if we do not love him more than those things, those things become idols, become gods. My father's love. May we experience our father's love in a new way so that we'll be able to express his love to others in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask, we pray that you would turn the heart of fathers to their children and turn the heart of children their fathers. Though Abraham may not know us, Isaac may not know us. We are your children and what manner of love you have lavished on us that we are called your children, that we are called your sons and your daughters. May we resemble you. May we be like you in works. May we be like you in character. May we be like you in giving. May we be like you in caring. May we be like you in everything. In holiness, you say we should be like you. We want to be like you. We are the clay in your hands. Make us like yourself. Make us to resemble you in the name of Jesus. Lord, may we experience, Lord, your environment around us. May we experience your presence around us that we take after you. That as we behold you, we'll behave like you in the name of Jesus.